0: Hello Um, I'm Philip Bell. Um, Welcome to the Beachy Books podcast. A bit of a special strange one this one Um, and it's really strange for me to be recording an intro to a podcast where I'm consciously thinking of recording the intro. I've um, I've I've attempted to record this intro about five times um, because normally I'm out on a walk and i just i'm i'm recording my ramble my 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 thoughts really so um the reason i'm doing this special one is because um it's um world poetry day um where it's it's the, the podcast is being published on world poetry day 2020 um and obviously the whole world is suffering and coping trying to cope with a, a world um pandemic of coronavirus novel coronavirus um COVID-19 so there's a lot of people very worried and upset and you know trying to go about their daily life worried about their income and worried about their health um, protecting those they love Uh, and there's an awful lot of people trapped inside either on lockdown or in self-isolation or advised to stay in a lot more Um, just today the day I'm recording it just the day before Uh, the 21st on the 20th it's the last day in the UK that all the schools are going to be open so they're all closing at 5 p.m today um uh, so yeah it's a very 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 strange time at the moment um and what I thought would be really nice is that I would get uh well myself and a number of my authors on the Beachy Books imprint um to record some poetry, record some poems they have written. Um, some of the poems you'll hear are actually in published books by Beachy Books. Others are just poems that the right you know, the author has written. They might sort of, you know, work on other books and things. So yeah. Um, so to kick it off, I am going to um, read a poem that I wrote ages ago and got it published in sort of a university um, magazine. This is like not 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 my first time at uni but kind of um when I did a creative writing course uh creative writing sort of um you know at the same uni I went to when I was uh younger and um yeah it was quite fun getting a few you know poems published in sort of little you know university presses and things like that um and I just found this one the other day so yeah um my one's called Disturbed Sleep so yeah I'll be reading that to kick it off um and then we will um, go into um, Shirley Adams, who is a um, um, you know one of the authors that I've helped to publish. I publish her rhyming picture books. Um, so yeah, she she also writes lots of poetry. And I haven't uh, hadn't actually heard any of her poems before, and they're absolutely lovely. She's got a real You know, some of them are very delicate and, uh, and, you know, sort of lovely turn of phrase. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy those. Um, Following that, we have an author called, an author and poet called Sandy Kilty, who um, is going to be reading poems from her two volumes that Beachy Books has published um, called The Mermaid um, is Unimpressed and The Mermaid Rides Again, which has just recently been published. And... um, yeah she she goes around all all over the place performing her poems at open mic venues and honing them until she publishes them so they yeah they're lovely as well. Um what else have we got? Um uh we've got another author's poems that I will be reading so I apologize for my I'm not exactly the best probably deliverer of poetry. Um but uh these are quite funny poems from um a book we've published on Beachy Books for Children. And, and adults really who like funny poetry called grandma's roller skates and other silly poems so there'll be a, a selection from there and then just to sort of wrap it all up I will be reading from uh, a book that I well pretty much started off my publishing adventure uh, before even I got traditionally published from you know or published by other publishers I just did my own thing and it was called Jack and Boo's Bucket of Treasures and I never really thought that would sort of um that was the first time I published anything under the name Beachy Books. And um, I thought that would be the one and only book I would do. And then over 10 years later, I've got a sort of publishing business out of it. So yeah, I'll be reading a little bit of that. So I really hope you enjoy it. And um, you know, if you get inspired, get writing some poems and just record them on your phone and just send them to us. Um, if you wanna get in contact at Beachy Books on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, or on email info at beachybooks.com or my name Philip Bell at beachybooks.com one l in philip two in bell um and yeah uh, i hope you're getting on all right i hope you're coping i hope you're surviving i hope you're having fun and keeping laughing and you know um it is extraordinarily crazy times but i know we're all going to get through it okay so happy world poetry day from beachy books thank you bye Disturbed sleep, she paces through the night floorboards creaking as if the house is a boat cushioned by the bobbing of the water. She would fall asleep upright if she could. She's so tired, her eyelids are waves crashing on a beach. Her neck is stiff and sore, it's a lid on a jar, stuck until hands loosen, massage the pain away. Her baby is wriggly as a pig and squealing twice as loud. He is fussy to lay one way or another until he settles, tummy to mummy. She kisses the blushing boy's piping hot cheeks, nagging, cutting, teething teeth. Cradled in her aching arms, a searching hand feels for a dangling hair, dark comfort. Sleepy time, baby is breathing, heavy like an old man, at the end of his life, dreaming of the life to come startled back into the world hearing crying a disturbed duvet is the lover laying next to her when she wakes only the fifth time since midnight and still six hours till dawn
1: Octavia. She longed for fortune and for fame, for everyone to know her name. She practised hard for days and nights, to see her name spelled out in lights. She couldn't act, she couldn't sing, her hopes were pinned on just one thing. If she was given half a chance, she'd show the world how she could dance. Famous dancers, it is true, have legs that only add to two. But there isn't any law that says you couldn't dance with more. In fact, she thought it would be great to show how she could dance with eight. Her legs, she found, in pairs of four could do the splits down to the floor. Then the audience, wild with thunderous clapping, were amazed at her tap-tap-tap-tap-tap-tap-tapping. tap, 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 tap tapping. <gasps> But there was even more that she could do, as she squeezed into her white tutu. On ballet pumps with ribbon laces, she pirouetted with such graces that no one ever could mistake. Who was the star in her swan lake? The wise women. After all the pomp was done, the wise men and the shepherds gone, the angel choir, their trumpets cease to bring a time of quiet and peace, and in the hour where nothing stirred, the women came. And where the men had once before laid their treasures on the floor, one brought forth a cooking pot chicken soup still piping hot and as the midnight meal began the women laughed and the women sang. One fetched warm water and gently dipped across to Mary's parched, chapped lips and then with deep maternal joy she bathed the newborn baby boy and to everyone's enchantment the women sang, the women chanted But Joseph stood alone, distraught. This is not what it ought to be, he cried and turned his face in shame. I only have myself to blame. While Mary and her child slept, the woman cleaned and the woman swept. But one turned to take his fist, still clenched. And with her tears she kissed till drenched. Joseph, I know this isn't what you planned, but this cattle shed is now holy land. Give your faith a second chance. The women sang their song and danced. Auntie Pat. Auntie Pat had a cat. It was very old and very fat. But oh, how she cried when poor Fluffy died, until she decided she'd keep him to wear as a hat.
2: seat, O young pretty maid, sang the crone on the fifty-nine bus. The maid fixed the crone with a cold, fierce stare, then blew down her nose and flicked back her hair and responded disdainfully thus. You are old and revolting. With everything sagging, it must be the weight of your fat. Your bones are too feeble to back up your nagging. Bet you live all alone with a cat. It's a long way to town, and I want to sit down. I've paid for my seat, so I'll sit in it. You have a free pass, and quite frankly, your ass is so big that I doubt that you'd fit in it. Her protagonist uttered a quavering, But shut your face, you old bat, said the maid who had paid. Then round the old lady a strange mist arose. She wiggled her fingers and scrunched up her nose. She pulled the chin whisker that looked so absurd and she muttered a troublesome word. In a flash on the seat that the maid bought with cash was a large tin of meat labelled Cat, I'm afraid. The old lady sat with a smile and a sigh. Tucked the tin in her trundling bag. I'll feed her to Tabby tonight as a treat. My Tabs doesn't think I'm a hag. Despicable child of despicable Thatcher. Watch out that the witch on the bus doesn't catch ya Off the bedroom wall. She's deep in thought. Bed-changing paused, with just the awkward corner of the bottom sheet untucked. Duvet cover spread out on the floor, ready for confrontation. She's 21 now. I expect a conversation about fabric softener. How sheets are so much more themselves when dried outdoors. How right I am to insist on cotton, even though it is a confounded nuisance and needs ironing. Her stance changes. She raises her arms, assumes a boxer's guard, claws extended, growls, tears at the sheet with her foreshortened limbs, tramples the duvet, roars. I can see her saurian tail and many, many teeth. Wouldn't it? She says, with a terrifying grin. Be a total bummer to be T-Rex. You never get the sheet tucked in. I have to agree. And we conclude it's probably the reason why he is so dangerous. Incident on the Isle of Wight We left her, sitting on the cliff top reading the paper. Safe. Comfortable diminutive. We had gone back to the car to find binoculars and the ice by book of raptors. When we returned, our friend had disappeared. We searched everywhere, called the Coast Guard. Giant talons round her shoulders, padded by her woolly coat, off to see the land of eagles, above the clouds, beyond remote. Hope she's back before the coach leaves. Hope she doesn't miss the boat. And this one has only just begun. The mermaid looked around her and shed a soulful tear. Where have all the blighters gone? They're certainly not here. I've nobody to shout at, can't cavil, cannot moan. Though it's really much more pleasant down in my watery home. I don't like to be
1: alone.
0: Grandma's Roller Skates Grandma bought some roller skates. You should have seen her going. Where she went and got them, I've no way of knowing. She'd go up and down the high street, dodging cars and buses, but blissfully quite unaware of just what all the fuss is. She went into a supermarket to do a little shopping. Once inside those nice clean floors, she found there was no stopping. Causing lots of havoc among the special offers, she collided with the baked beans and nearly came a cropper. The crash was quite a big one, heard throughout the store. Some thought that a bomb went off and headed for the door. Grandma laid upon her back, her legs up in the air, and all the people passing by could see her underwear. Grandma learnt her lesson with her roller skates. The thing she did not realise, they don't have any brakes. One thing that I'm sure of, I heard my grandma twitter, I'm so glad upon that day that I was wearing knickers. Bernie, the bookworm now, Bernie the Bookworm is a remarkable creature. In any old book you'll see him feature, chomping his way and thinking he's clever through paperbacks, hardbacks, and some bound in leather. He does not like burgers or chips cooked in batter. It's the pages of books that make him fatter. From breakfast to dinner he continues to munch on all sorts of books are his kind of luncheon. He reads lots of books on adventure and travel. Sherlock Holmes' mysteries he likes to unravel, romantic stories where the boy gets the girl, or science fiction adventures that are out of this world. He likes a whodunit, like Agatha Christie, or a thriller with plots, complicated and twisty, tales that are sad or ones that are funny, all of them eventually end up in his tummy. He will chew his way through a whole range of subjects, from Winnie the Pooh to plays such as Hamlet, History, nature and poetry too, books on philosophy, he'd plough his way through. Autobiographies, nature or science, to every subject, that same keen appliance. But with all of this knowledge, you would have to agree, you should go to college and get a degree. The seaside. When the summer is here, I like to be spending the day down by the sea, Exploring the rock pools, collecting some crabs, or playing beach ball with my brother and dad. We'd watch the seagulls, see how they'd fly, appearing to hang there up in the sky. The wind seemed to catch them on a warm breeze, and gently blow them right out to sea. The cool waves would wash and tingle our toes, as in and out the tide it would flow. We often stood there up to our knees. Oh, we enjoyed it, down by the sea. Then maybe later we might decide to hire out a boat or a nice donkey ride. There will be a punch and Judy, perhaps an ice cream. When fingers are sticky, just lick them clean. Sometimes sand castles we often made, with turrets and sleep walls built with bucket and spade. Around the outside we dig a moat, fill it with water where little boats float. Thinking about it brings nice memories of lovely hot summers down by the sea. It's roll along summer so we can once again enjoy the warm sunshine instead of a cold winter rain. Home. Home is where the heart is, you often hear folks say. A place to come home to at the end of every day. Somewhere to escape to from the daily grind. A sanctuary, oasis, a place you can unwind. You shut the door behind you and leave the world outside. The fox, the rabbit and the mouse all need a place to hide. Be it cave or castle, it's worthwhile to invest. Everybody needs to have a little nest. End of term. The school term's nearly over and the year comes to an end. Say goodbye to all the lessons, the teachers and our friends. Now we let our hair down as we go our separate ways, each of us in turn, it seems, making plans and holidays. Some of us are leaving and won't be back next term. Others go in upper class, more lessons to be learned. So let's say all our farewells as we go out the gate. Until we meet up next term, let's enjoy the break. Jack and Boo's Bucket of Treasures. On my beach I slip-slide down mountains of pebbles piled high by waves towards the low tide in search of treasure, gifts from the sea. I spot sea glass for my bucket, sandblasted in storms, a lost jewel from a mermaid's purse. Through a hole in a lucky hagstone I spy seagulls circling high hovering on the wind. Ahoy ye salty sea dogs! On captain's orders I walk the plank across driftwood from a sunken pirate ship. Socks off and my toes sink into muddy sand. squelch squelch and my feet are buried deeper than lugworms. I step on slippery rocks growing green stringy seaweed hair. I step over crowds of barnacles and silent mussels waiting for tide's return. As I look for crabs in a shimmering rock pool, my shadow disturbs a little green fish. Boo touches a sticky sea anemone. She squills as the tentacles stick to her fingers. I splash through snaking streams trickling into the sea. I pick up bladderwrack and pop its air sac. We race into the sea and scream when chilly waves crash over our legs. Under my fingers, I find a hidden shell buried in the sand. The sun sets behind beachy head as waves climb higher up the shore laden with fresh secrets. Wrapped in a warm towel, I look south and thank the sea for my bucket of treasures. listening to the beachy books podcast presented by philip bell music by dan o'neill